Hello and welcome to Q&A Quest episode 324. I'm your host, Monkey D Wheels, and with, with me as always. Uh, robot cat piloting a Moogle, David McBurney, Family Master. I understood that reference. I would be shocked if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and also with us this week. Best. Joey, Jojo, Junior, Shabadoo, Smogan Joe, Gamer, yada yada. It's the worst name I've ever heard. <laughs> Can't believe you're going to scare him away. Uh, <laughs> welcome to what's probably going to be a shorter episode. Yeah, we're pretty bombed out. Um, yes. Uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff relevant to this podcast's interests. There was. Uh, uh, direct, so that kept pe pe seeing people say, oh, that was trash. I'm like, you are a thief of joy. Motherfuckers. Uh, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a direct for me. Yes. And me. Yeah. So listen, Hold. I'm the guy who always complains about stuff, and I don't have much to complain about today. <laughs> There was a lot. There was a lot of fun, stupid. Like it was a, uh, a direct for for weird perverts and freakos. <laughs> it's <a> new, <laughs> fuck everything else. It's a new saga. There is saga. Let's just let's just not bury the lead. Yes. Saga Emerald Grace. It looks like not Emerald Grace. Emerald Beyond. It looks like Scarlet Grace, but with a world more like Saga Frontier. I'm yes. all about this. Yes, give it to me. Give me. Give me. Give me. Yeah, cool. some some real bonkers looking character concepts. You got uh, you got like fucking karate cowgirl and lady in a headscarf with a gun. Was one of them diva that's now a robot? Yeah, there's like an idol singer that's now a robot. <laughs> like I'm I'm fucking all in. Yes inject this into my veins. Uh, it looks really good. Like, our direction looks really solid. I'm super into it. One of the other things that was a really nice surprise to see was that we got a release date for Auden Chronicles, down to the day. Yes. Which April 23rd, 2024. That, it's, it's, pro it's, it's probably pretty certain at this point. Thank you, Joe, for your prime sub. Right. But yeah, I, mean, like I did Uden it because I hate ads, but, you know. I mean, it still benefits us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those like Aiden Chronicle is one of those things that like I feel quite confident in what I've seen that that's going to be a good successor to Suicoden. I'm really, really, really excited. Yeah, I can't wait. The trailer was dope. Yeah, I honestly haven't it's... watched a lot of media of it because I backed it and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it good. when it's here. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it looks it looks really really good. I can't wait. Uh, you uh, said something about a hat. Sorry. Okay, here I'll put my hat back on. Although I fire miner asks if we got the Star Ocean two demo. I've downloaded it, but have not had the chance to play it yet. Same. I also downloaded okay. the the, uh, uh, the Dragon Quest Monsters one. Dragon Quest Monsters demo, and. I also purchased Mythforce, which I need to play. I don't know what that is. It's like, so it's a roguelike, like first person. Okay, I sleep. And, and okay, but it's like <laughs> it's stylized seemingly after an '80s cartoon. 
Ah, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. that's cute. It looks neat. It's by um I forget their name, the people that did all the Baldur's Gate remasters. Oh, Beamdog. Yeah, Beamdog. Oh, was I gonna say something about it? Uh oh yeah, just <laughs> that uh, just to get speaking of rock likes the last Splatoon three like single player DLC. Oh yeah. That was, Seems to be a roguelike mode. That's what it looked like. It was like looks kind of neat. Is this? I don't know. Is this what I think it is? Because like I, I'm more I'll interested in action roguelikes. But it, yeah. it, was, it was a very left field move. But, yeah. I mean, oh by the respect. way, Myth, Myth Force is I will an play action roguelike. Roguelike, I play. Okay, so I don't hate it. Yes. Uh, let's see. Who did the Star Ocean to? Wait, you couldn't beat him. Oh, I'm not aware of any. Not aware of who's done that yet. It'll probably be easier to suss out when the game's actually out, but anybody can beat up Blissey. I mean, the, the point is most of it takes forever. I just beat one today. Yeah, I killed it in like three hits. Yeah, well, I just with, went with my I level one hundred um, play along. Urshifu. I'm using yeah. the wrong Pokemon, so it's yeah. whatever. Play now, um, but yeah. Uh... See. What was the name of the new Vanillaware game? Oh yeah, that was uh, Unicorn Corn Overlord. Yeah, but yeah, I keep thinking good. of it as Unicorn Overload. <laughs> <laughs> sure, unicorns. Yeah, uh, that looks like just aesthetically, it reminds me of the PSP game we never got, Grand Knight's History. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be um, interesting. At first, I thought that's what it was. I thought that that might be like a upport slash remake of Grand Knight's History, yeah. but evidently not. It's its own game. Not. It's very pretty. I'm not totally clear on what exactly it is. Yeah, it looks like a strategy RPG of some description. Yeah. Uh, looks sort of ogre battle-y. Sort of, yeah. I guess uh, we'll see. Yeah, it uh, looks neat. Yeah, I'm tentatively interested, and it's nice that it's coming out on multiple platforms instead of slowly trickling out on multiple platforms over the course of years. Uh, uh, yes, I believe you're correct, Fireman. I think it was fully translated, but not released for. I'm not sure if it was fully translated. It was really, it was really far along in the process because yeah, it was announced by Xseed at the yeah, time. Something happened with it. Yeah, and then like it got a bunch of last-minute delays, and then eventually they quietly just shelved it. And I'm not sure. If it was like what it was, obviously no one wanted to talk too much about why that never happened. But yeah, it was it was announced, and it was relatively late in the game that it seems that they uh, that they killed it. Um, yeah, so we got so yeah. Uh, they showed more of that WarioWare game that looks like a fucking modernization of Smooth Moves. Looks fun. Yeah. Uh, more Detective Pikachu. Uh, Pikachu talks like a grizzled 30 to 40 year old man. That's a little weird. I like it. <laughs> I, I find it funny. I, I will always crave Danny DeVito P Detective Pikachu, even if that can never be real. Oh my god, that was uh, amazing. Ryan Reynolds, Detective Pikachu as well. Oh, so that, was, uh, that was a good movie, though. Um, yeah, absolutely. But I thought oh, crazy. Hold on, he watched Ted 2 recently? Oh, man, I haven't watched that in years. 
I've never watched it. I watched it with my dad for the like I I, I bought it on Blu-ray blindly without seeing it first because I mm -hmm. I liked the first one and I was watching it with my dad and then I got to the point with the there's a scene with a bunch of like semen and it's like oh, oh, oh no like that. what is this no no not no it was horrible. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So they made, uh, they showed more of Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown. That looks really fun. I have, I have never played a Prince of Persia game, but I'm like, that looks cool. That well, just looks like a straight up Metroidvania. None of them are that's like true. that. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Which isn't to say the other ones are bad. No, none of them yeah. have been that. Yeah. Okay. So that's a that's a good one to jump on. Uh, See Luigi's Mansion 2 HD. Saw more of that. Uh, cool. Comes out next summer. Uh, interesting that they've they've fully standardized. Like it's just called Luigi's Mansion 2 everywhere. The U.S. was the only place they didn't call it Luigi's Mansion 2 before. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. So they just standardized it. It's Luigi's Mansion 2, and that makes it simpler. Uh, <laughs> it looks good. I like Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Yeah. Um, good game. I'm sure, some people missed it because it was 3DS. So. Highly recommend. Yeah. I owned yeah. it and barely touched it because I just didn't like 3DS that much. Got it was the console's that. fault, is what I'm saying, and then I ended up selling the whole collection. So, oh. real. I'd like uh, to play it on a Switch, sure. They're remaking Mario vs. Donkey Kong. That was a weird thing to see. Is that, one, is that a good one of those? I feel like that's, they that's made a, enough. a million of those. And I never played them. So they made a yeah. so they made a bunch made of those, me. but. All of the other ones are Lemmings knockoffs. That's what I thought. Uh, so this is the one this that's one, closer to Donkey Kong. It's like Donkey Kong 94. Okay. That's cool, then. Yeah, so this is that one. Okay. It looks like a nice remake. There's a new PS5 game that's like a Lemmings clone. Humanity? Yeah. Yeah, I but I thought it was neat. My brother yeah. and I were playing it, and we're both like, oh, this is pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. yeah. The biggest thing that, like, strikes me as just completely ridiculous is that Sony owns the Lemmings IP lock, stock, and barrel and does basically nothing with it. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, like, they bought Psygnosis back in the day, which became the nucleus of the so Sony's, like, European gaming division. And that was the publisher and rights owner of Lemmings. And very occasionally they'll put out like a Lemmings. Uh, like, I think the last like console Lemmings they did was a Vita game no human being has ever played. And it's like, you, this should be a huge casual game. This should be huge. It, like, the in the 90s, Lemmings was a game that was simple enough. And, uh, like, aesthetically broad enough that you could sell it to fucking anyone. And they've just made no attempts to maintain that or rebuild it. It's sad. It's a weird choice. Um, but yeah, Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, if you're going to solo this raid, then... I don't want to like, solo oh, it. It was an accident. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, but... I, I'm just trying to help you out here. You you need like a level eighty, and you need to exploit weaknesses here. I because it's it's not it. just a five star; it's blue stars, which are I a little tougher. Know. Okay. Working on it. Okay. 
Okay, so talking over both of you bickering. Where's your um, level 100s, bro? I don't have any. I'm dying here. I am dying, Squirtle. <laughs> um, they ported a trombone champ to Switch. That's, I mean, it's trombone champ. Ridiculous. What, what is that? It looks weird. It's I, I don't know if I like it. as it looks and sounds. It's, it's exactly what it looks like. It's a silly trombone rhythm game. Yeah. But, like, they butchered some amazing classical songs. Yeah, they, they are just... Yes, that's they, funny. Because it's a joke. <laughs> but I, I don't know if I like that. Okay. And then don't buy it. <laughs> I won't. But, uh, so, so the, uh, oh yeah, we saw a sign of life from Aspire. I was afraid they would they had already been shut down, but uh, uh, they are... I, I wouldn't think so. They have... <laughs> There's their bread and butter is a port house. I, I don't think they get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things you, you fear when some place like the yeah. Embracer Group contracts the way that it has, especially after the KOTOR remake debacle. Oh, yeah. Uh, but they, they were attached to a Tomb Raider 1 through 3 remaster. And I don't think those games remotely hold up, but they're very important, and I'm glad yeah. that they'll be available. In something on something other than just GOG. And I believe As uh, Aspire worked on the Mac ports of those games back in the day, so I'm sure uh, it'll be. They probably still have some people there that worked on that. So it'd be extremely funny if these are based on the Mac version. Oh, it would be very funny <laughs> because because that would just be the source code they have. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, it looks like a it looks like a nice remaster. You can play it with the original graphics. When I saw the trailer, I was like, they better just let me be able to play the originals because it's like it's it's a, if you're gonna do the remasters, like yeah, go ahead, gussy up the graphics, but at least let me play the games the way they originally looked. And hey, you can do uh, that. Well, like uh, I'm a little confused why that didn't show up in the Sony Direct as a. You know, because those were Sony PS1 give a exclusives. I know, but they were PS1 exclusives. You'd think it would have shown up in they... the Sony's state of play crappy thing. The first Sony one came Sony? out. The first one came <laughs> out on Saturn, to be fair. And I played the other came out on the other. The other two came out on. <laughs> that PC, was a game that came least. out. Yes. Oh, funny. Yeah. This actually comes. We had packed a... in with the. Oh god. I was going to say we had a Saturn. And then my that was kind of my dad's, and then he wanted to get rid of it because Tomb Raider Two wasn't going to come to the Saturn. <laughs> so I had to like beg him to let me buy it. But yeah, the 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 other thing is that they they come with the expansions that only ever had come out on PC before. So that's oh. kind of neat. Those I I feel like even among people who played old school Tomb Raider, a, a lot of those didn't really. Yeah. Like the 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 reach of those was vastly more limited. Yeah. So, so I feel uh, like this is cool because I'd still like to play the original. I think that's mm -hmm. oddly the one that holds up the best out of those. It's uh, the most interesting. Yeah. Back in the day, the consensus was that two was the best, and I could maybe see the argument for that. But yeah, it's it's got less tomb rating. <laughs> I will say that. Yeah. I mean, the, I, I kind of like the uh, having some environmental variety. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, uh, the yeah. the Venice level showed up on like three dozen fucking demo discs. Yeah. 
Uh, and three sucks. I hate three. <laughs> three was the game that sort of taught me that games could have just bad level designs. Yeah. Like I, I was, I was not willing to accept fault for not being able to navigate those levels. They were just badly put together. I felt uh, like second three game actively wanted to murder me like, at every possible step. <laughs> I, th I thought uh, in two wasn't there a way to like lock the butler in the freezer or something like that. Uh, that's true in two, and I think maybe three as well. Okay. That's because right, people you... found the butler really upsetting. That's right, because you could wander around her house. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was where the training <laughs> levels were. Yeah, they were in her house. Show fire type. What? Uh, fire type. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. I felt I just assumed it was I'm fairy not... type again. No, it's bug. Yeah, fucking suffering. Uh... <laughs> My, well, I suffer my... when he fails these things, so you will suffer as I try he's, to... He suffered him. enough. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... You will suffer as I have suffered. He has, Fire. trust me. Let's all talk about Hunter the Demon's Forge. Never mind. Um... Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, <laughs> I, uh, I saw someone playing that on fucking Steam the other day. I forgot to tell you about that. I forget who it was. That's nightmarish. I was like, oh god, is, is that right? So Fire Rainer asks, uh, I don't know who in response to, probably me, but who knows. Your home didn't have a PC back then. And, like, for me, no. No, it did not. Uh, I, like, we, we eventually got a computer in, like, 2000? Like late 90s at the very earliest, and it was not capable of playing video games. Uh, I don't think I had a, game, a computer that could play video games until like the mid aughts. It was, they were expensive, and I didn't have money. <laughs> uh, That's why I was a console kid. Doomerang says, Hey, Hunted the Demon Forge rocks. Um, listen, <laughs> I, I liked it in theory. It was really buggy on PS3 when we launched it, and it's... Uh, we were playing on 360, but yeah, it, it just was, was non-functional. Yeah, it was it was busted. So I... But I fully believe with you that it, assuming it was eventually fixed... That it's, yeah, it's if you started. got it working like it had its moment... Like, it, it had enough design there and enough yeah. banter that I could see it, but like, on 360 at launch, it was... Okay, yeah, he's saying it would be miserable. It, it was. We were not playing it split screen. We were playing yeah, it online yeah. together. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was one of those things. Like it, it did not work well on 360 at the time, and like <laughs> that, was, that was a miserable time. Uh, I did not. I I, I bought it because I wanted to play with my friend Wheels, but I did not have a lot of money at the time, so that was that was kind of a rough bust. But yeah. such such happens. Uh, but play that game on PS3 and it sucked. It's it's not good on consoles. We'll put it that way. Um, but yeah, so I, mean, I I stand by that demo I played. It was a very good demo. I am no longer. Yeah, I would imagine they person. were. Wow. <laughs> no, friendship that, ended. It's a whole other thing. Then yeah, I figure. I didn't hear what he That's said. What did he say? What did you say about me? <laughs> you talking about me? No. If you no, were no I longer friends some... with you, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Somebody, I had two friends come over one night, and one of them said, oh, I just got this new game, uh, Hunted the Demon Forge, and he brought it over uh, for PS3. And I watched them play it and was like, this 
sucks. And then they made me play it, and I was mad. And yeah. I feel like if we play if we play six degrees of separation, we'll probably reach every human being uh, b between the people on this cast. We could probably cut it down to like three degrees of separation. We're like three de degrees of separation from every human being who actually bought Hunt of the Demons Forge. <laughs> <sighs> I, I recall that game tanking pretty bad. Yeah. Okay, so to hit some more of the stuff in the direct, because I was sort of holding off on some of the bigger announcements. Uh, okay, this is not a big announcement, but it's one I care about. Another code recollection? Uh, I don't know what that is, but it looks so another code. Another code was from the developer Sing. It's a company that sadly went out of business. Uh, over the past 10 years. But uh, Sing was a little... was a company that made uh, Hotel Dusk Room 215 and another code, aka Trace Memory in the US, and another card, code R. They made another DS adventure game called Again. They made Little King's Story on the Wii, and then they kind of died after porting that to the Vita. Um, I had that Vita port. Yeah, they kind of uglied up the art for it. It was weird. Um, <laughs> and it had low frame rate for some reason. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the... Uh, so, Another Code and Hotel Dusk, I would consider to be their kind of... their strongest games. Uh, I wasn't sure what had become of those since like Nintendo had published them, but like they'd been developed by Sing who had the rights based on what they've shown. It looks like Nintendo just owns the rights to the games they publish for Sing long lock, stock and barrel, uh, which is good because it means that those can actually get re-released. Uh, but another code, and another code are, are both neat little games and it's good to see them, uh, not disappear into the ether. Uh, they're they're both interesting uh, adventure games uh, in the in the point and click puzzly sense. Uh, so that was Blissey. that was nice to see. Hmm? Psychic Blissey. Um. Dark, dark, dark. I know. But, or ghost. Yeah. Uh. And then some of the big ones. Uh, oh, F Zero ninety nine. That was a wild thing to see. Yeah. Uh, F Zero Battle Royale. Uh, <laughs> it's about the only kind uh, of F Zero I give a crap about at this point. The 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 pure. I, I would be interested in seeing a new F Zero, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see one because this feels like something that maybe leads into one, perhaps on the Switch's successor. Uh, but for for right now, like. The, the notion, the, the, the setup of F-Zero makes sense for this kind of thing because it was always a game where it's like, uh, yeah, you're racing for first, but there's also a good chance that you'll get fucking killed. Yeah. So uh, having you know, bringing the death race mechanics and like putting 99 players in causes the game to be just become immediate and instant chaos. Uh, and then like once you get down to... Uh, the last few competitors, you have an actual F-Zero race, and that's kind of cool, too. So, uh, at least that's what it looks like. I have not had the chance to play it yet. But uh, I've heard good things. People seem to like it. Uh, 
and it's it's an interesting uh, thing to come out. It appears to have been uh, spearheaded by Nintendo Software Technology. It's nice to see that they're making things that aren't an endless procession of Mario and Donkey Kong Minis March games. Uh, so that that was uh, that was neat looking. Uh, let's see. And then they they gave a title to that Princess Peach game that they announced a uh, direct or so ago. Uh, Looks Princess really Peach. neat. Yeah, Princess Peach Showtime, and she's uh, she can change into different outfits. The internet's gonna have a field day with that. Um, Why? Because people love internet? drawing. <laughs> have you met the internet? And people love drawing Peach in different outfits already. So. Okay. Well. The, my thought was, I'm like, this This looks like like or Balan Wonderworld was supposed to be, if those had actually been... But if this didn't suck games. ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's... Remember when we tried to play that game? Yeah. It wasn't even interestingly Bur- terrible, it was just boring. So is Joe roboting for you as well, or is yes, it just me? Yes, Yeah. Uh. Hopefully his internet comes Find back. hilarious if that Peach game was made Elden Ring hard. I don't... <laughs> I feel like that would be a cruel thing to do to its audience of yeah. heavily skewed to small girls, but it would be darkly comic. I know that my nieces are very interested in it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure my daughter will be interested. I mean, I'm interested. I'm interested. Like, I can't blame them. <laughs> yeah. I'm interested. But, yeah. Sure. Uh, I would... The fucking her with the fencing outfit has strong, uh, like, echoes of the look of uh, Rose of Versailles, Lady Oscar, and uh, Revolutionary Girl Lutena, which is very funny to me. Um, but yeah, it, it looks really fun. It looks uh, cute. And one of the things that inevitably they must have had to work out when they started making this is how did we make a game... Uh, w- like, what does Peach do that Mario can't? Mm. Uh, and so they they came up with this. Uh, and they also clearly, like, it's not fully 2D, but it's not really 3D. Like, they're, they're trying to make sure that, like, the, the, a Princess Peach game is distinct from a Mario game. That's good. And, yeah, and that also creates fertile ground for, like, this might not just be a one-off. Mm. That too. Uh, yeah, uh, that, that looks really neat, and it's you know, it's nice to see that like even as we see the switch sort of tailing down, that they're still doing interesting new things on it. Um, and then uh, they showed another trailer for Super Mario RPG remake. That still looks adorable. Uh, they showed some new like party attacks that you build up a meter for that all have unique animations that'll give you an excuse to switch up the party composition that the original game doesn't really give you a lot of reasons to do. That's cool. Uh, and then the the big the big go home announcement was uh, Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door HD. I don't love the original. I do, but. You know, I know that a lot of people were craving it coming back, so... 
Uh, for me, it was the inflection point where they got really in love with the idea that a really funny joke was to really deliberately waste your time. And uh, when I was trying to finish games on a rental, getting to a point where the game is like, go around the entire world and talk to NPCs, and then the joke at the end is that the thing that you were looking for was like five feet away from where you started, but you couldn't go to it because you needed to trip all the event flags first. Mm. That was soul-crushing. And then they do that like twice in one chapter. <laughs> and they wanted I wanted you like, to rent the game twice. <laughs> oh, I, oh, buddy, I did. Luigi's <laughs> funny. Yeah, Luigi's funny. I see people like asking for them to in let you play through his adventures. I mean, maybe they'll try that, I admit. They probably wouldn't be anywhere near as fun if you were actually playing them. Like, the joke is that you aren't seeing them. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe they'll do it. Yeah. Now they showed... Go sell my copy okay. of the GameCube version. Yeah, they, people spotted in the, uh, in the trailer that there were some background characters that did, not, that did not appear in the original. So it's potentially possible that there's some additional content. Uh, but, but yeah, it looks it looks neat. Uh, I mean, you know, for, for people who don't have my specific damage, that'll be a good thing. Uh, and I'll probably play it again and try to reevaluate it and like that. Um, but uh, that that mostly covers the direct. Uh, can't think of anything. So, oh, they showed off um, Wargroove 2. Oh, really? yeah, War 2. That was yeah, weird. I really wanted to like the first game, and it's just not for me. But yeah. it looks nice. Do you think a sequel could fix that? or? I don't think so. I just I don't think that style of game is for me. Mm -hmm. Like, if, if I'm going to play a turn-based game like that, I want, like... You know, I want something like Shining Force or Fire Emblem where I can level up characters and stuff. Just, like, the little buying army units and stuff in a turn-based game, just not for me. This is fine. Yeah. Oh, uh, something that I saw a lot of places sort of skip over but was one of the coolest things out there. Uh, the Contra of Reimagining. Oh, yeah. That looks oh, really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's and being it's made Way by Forward. WayForward, the people that made yeah. Contra 4. Yeah. And, and Shantae. Yeah. But Contra 4 is the most relevant here because Contra 4. Right. Uh, but... But yeah, like, fucking, that looks, like, Contra 4 is Dynamite. Like, that's a great game. And uh, I'm super, super into Contra. It's like Operation Galuga. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be nice to see a Contra game that doesn't suck ass. I don't have a more creative thing to say about Rogue Core. It... It's really, really, really bad. Um, oh, 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 oh. We, we'll talk about this more next week because uh, it's it's relevant to our missing co-host's uh, interests, and I'm sure he'll have a lot to say about it. But Onion Games' new game showed up at the Japanese Direct, uh, Stray Children. It's... Uh, it's some sort of RPG-ish construct. It's the thing they've made that looks the most like Moon. Yeah. Uh, and as Gaijin was so helpfully pointing out, the 
battle commands that they showed were things like uh, thank you very much and sorry to have bothered you. <laughs> Which is, is just beautiful. Uh, very, very moon looking. I'm, I'm very enthused by that. Uh, Fireminer asks if this is the Konami Redemption arc and it's like uh, no. I still have zero trust for Konami itself. It's not like they're developing the... it. <laughs> The contract, the the companies they're contracting with, I've got some trust for. I have no trust for Konami yeah. as a publisher. Um, but yeah, uh, but I am I am glad that they are contracting with a studio with a good history with Contra, and that some of the people I've met that work there are very enthused about the IP. So. Uh, I hope that they're currently working on it. I have no knowledge of if they are or not, but. I hope that they're getting the chance because if they are, you could not ask for more passion. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, let's see. That, that was that was one of those ones that like I even saw things that's like here's everything that was announced that just skipped over that. It's like it's it's a four player contra from way forward. How could you do this? <laughs> Oh man, I hope there's. I, I I won't hold my breath, but I hope that there's online because it would be that would be a very good stupid shenanigans of us trying like, to play Contra. Oh my god! Yeah, you know, us playing Contra together and just well. fucking up horribly. We're gonna do this. Yeah, like if that's if that's possible, we're absolutely fucking doing that. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was a really good direct. If you came into it fully with the expectations of. The, you know, we're sort of winding down and these are the things that are just like, we're seeing like the smaller scale experiment games and like, there's tons of them and I love them. So that that was great yeah. to see. There's often a uh, lot of cool games in the late life of a console that you should try not to miss. Yeah. People people get caught up in their excitement for the new things and like yeah. I un or I should say the new technology and like I understand but Oh, did we mention the new Shirin? Yeah, in Japan they showed a Shirin the Wanderer six uh trailer. Uh I, I should mention that Stray Children did not show up at the American or the, the North America and I assume all the English language uh, directs. But uh, Onion Games immediately like clarified that it is coming out in English, but you know they don't have a release date on it, and I would imagine there wasn't any footage of an English release yet. Uh, so that's presumably why it didn't show up at direct. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so there's there's no need to worry about are we actually getting Stray Children? That's that's coming. I'm very excited. Yeah. Did they, uh, did Shiran. Did they announce the the uh, Dragon Quest Monsters demo in Japanese Direct, or did that? I don't think so. I think that just randomly drop everywhere. I think that just dropped everywhere. Same with the Star Ocean Two R demo. Okay. But uh, which you know really feels weird. Like they they could have thrown in. <laughs> they they should have thrown those in. Um, yeah. But what you gonna do? Uh, oddly, there's, there's oddly timed a bunch of random other Square Enix stuff because I also they also put out some more Infinity Strash trailers today. It's almost assuredly because TGS starts in a couple days. Oh, that's right. Okay, like that's that why makes, we had yeah, a direct and a state of play. That makes sense. Uh, but yeah, 
Uh, Infinity, so, Infinity Strash, by the way, looks really cool. Okay, mm -hmm. deploy that. But yeah, uh, so let's let's hit this. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was just a lot of fun to see like a lot of weird, uh, you know, smaller, more experimental games just get to take center stage because there's nothing to uh, just crowd them out. Uh, so, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I, I really liked that direct. Uh, and then, and then there was the state of play. Oh boy! Um, and that was interminable. Um, there was uh, the the one thing I saw other than the big thing uh, that I was particularly interested in was they opened with something called baby steps which is like it's made it, like one of the people making it bennett foddy is like a fucking weirdo that made a indie game called getting over it with bennett foddy loves to make weird shit that uh un a, a quote-unquote simple task that controls really weird and that's absolutely what that is and that was kind of neat even if the art direction didn't throw me because it's just kind of generic looking. And the trailer but, was kind of weird. Looked, looked yeah. like a walking simulator that just makes it really hard to walk. That, that's exactly it. It's like if a walking simulator, yeah. but playing like Quop. If anyone playing like Quop. Octodad. Yeah. Like Octodad. And, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm into that. Like, I like that idea. So I, I'm interested in that I the just, rest was seems something odd to lead off with though you know yeah yeah especially they should, because they didn't they should have let off with a, that deep dive into hell divers too oh god <laughs> <laughs> we it is 2023 and we are still getting these trailers that are just a bunch of people pretending to be people playing in co-op and it's Do like you want to I strategize <laughs> God, I, I didn't even hear that line, but when I saw that, I was like, "Yeah, that's definitely something they actually said." Uh, and like the the like, I felt bad. Like I I felt upset at like whoever had corralled these people into doing this because all of them had uh, it, it sounded like Swedish accents. The developer is Swedish. This was probably just a bunch of the developers who were corralled into doing this, and I felt bad for them because it's like. Man, this is not a great way to show off whatever you've been working on. Yeah. And it makes you sound like clowns and it makes the game look bad. And it, like it's probably fine. I've heard of people that like Helldivers and it's it's probably oh, a fine me. game. But it's probably a fine game, but I felt bad that they fucking let off in with something that shitty. Uh and then, then, like, a lot of the other stuff was just like, oh, here's Spider-Man 2. And it's like, I like Spider-Man 2, but this... I, I know... You don't need to go five minutes on Spider-Man 2. I know what Spider-Man 2 plays like. It plays like Spider-Man. <laughs> swing around Queens. Great. I know. Thanks. Never would have guessed. I fucking get it. <laughs> like, I'm super into that. You can, you can do a shorter highlight reel or one... Like, you can do like Nintendo did, where it's like... Uh, fucking Mario Wonder if they had put that in the main direct it would have sucked the air out of the room so they just split it off and did a Mario Wonder direct <laughs> and speaking of uh, before we dive into the thing that sucked the air out of the room and made watching that state of play worth it despite it being interminable for the first 20 minutes 
I do want to briefly touch on the big horrendous dust up that happened this week. Oh, the Unity thing. Oh God. Yeah. Oh. So, so <laughs> Unity is apparently attempting to utterly destroy its own market share, uh, and has announced new terms for how monetization of games made in Unity uh, work. And it is so ill-conceived that uh, at least a few companies have pointed out that if they were to apply these monetization rules to their current to to 2023 they start in 2024 if they applied them in 2023 they would owe more money than they made yikes it's uh it's it's a it's an absolute like as Dumarang is saying it's an absolute disaster yeah it actually incentivizes removing a game from storefronts because it can like incur additional licensing fees that way that w might outstrip the amount of money that you are making like what's absurd about this to me is like unity is used for like mobile games mobile so games smaller indie projects those yeah. sorts of things start thinking about a per install charge on people delete things off their phone and bring the them back yes. all the time yes Oh, I got a new phone There's... and I wiped everything. Let me reinstall this game. Oh, they didn't make any new money, but they sure lost some. Uh, and like they they've partially walked it back, but not in a useful fashion. Uh, like they they keep saying like, oh, we'll have metrics that determine. Uh, the other thing is that there's nothing in the Unity like executable that can tell the game that can tell the, send them useful metrics about like whether a install was legitimate <laughs> like the creating a situation like they claim oh we can figure that out uh, you you need to prove that you don't get to just say that uh if you're charging by the install you need to demonstrate that you can tell the difference between a real install and a fraudulent install yeah and it created like as everyone immediately pointed out this creates like horrendous incentives for like bad actors to work to essentially damage companies by just repeatedly installing something like they, they they're now trying to walk that back and saying oh we're we're only going to count the first time install and it's like that still sucks this still sucks uh I don't th like even if they fully walk this back. I don't think you're going to see anyone like you're going to see tons of smaller devs pivot out of Unity as soon as they possibly can. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just the 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 company has not done like you can't just walk this back. You have to re-earn that trust because yeah. this is shattering. It's going to take some uh, massive damage control if they even walk it back. Yeah, and I feel bad for the people who develop unity who absolutely had nothing to do with this yeah. this was an executive decision mm -hmm. this was them deciding that they have enough to the market and they're going to put the squeeze on it and it sucks uh developers are talking about unity mandated trackers that sucks too uh 
Uh, Godot is still here. Hope more open source engines get the spotlight because of this. And yeah, it, it is good. And Godot is trying to incorporate something to allow Unity projects to sort of run in it. It's not a perfect solution, and you lose a lot of the Unity toolchain, which is like part of the thing that kept people on Unity, even though it's been doing weird shit like this for years, although never anywhere near as egregious as this. Uh, but it's one of those things that, like, uh, like losing that toolchain is going to hurt. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, more and more of that toolchain toolchain gets ported out into more open source engines. Uh, th this is like free PR for every other engine that's trying to get Unity's market space. Mm. Yeah. It is impossible to describe how bad of an idea this was, um, and it did it did remind me of. So, uh, Unity's current CEO is John Riccatello. Uh, he uh, he was at one time he was the CEO of EA in the late aughts and early tens. Oh no. He has ex Suda Fifty One of Grasshopper Manufacturer has extraordinary amounts of bad blood with him. Uh, he despises the man on a deeply personal level. So um, what happened? With that? I'm curious. Suda Fifty One's Shadows of the Damned was published by Electronic Arts during that mm. era. Shadows of the Damned was not the game they wanted to make. When the game was pitched, it was called Kudayami. And it was a game that was mostly about uh, character interaction inspired by Franz Kafka's The Castle. Uh, and repeatedly, after approving the project, EA told him to go back to the drawing board and remake it to be more in line with market trends, more in line with the assumption their, their assumptions about Western sensibilities, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and eventually, Suda did make peace with the game Shadows of the Dam that came out. A lot of Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes, was about him coming to terms with that game and, you know, sort of making peace with it and kind of, like, he still has affection for it, even if it's not the game he set out to make, that sort of thing. But a lot of that game is about his fraught relationship with Electronic Arts as a publisher and the the ridiculous demands they were putting they were putting on the team and hating having to be in the business uh part the business and management part rather than the creative development part of game development and but this this comes to a peak in Travis Strikes Again No More Heroes and No More Heroes 3 where uh a slimy game company executive named Damon Riccatello uh, gets his ass beat by Travis Touchdown repeatedly. Um, who uh, who also, uh, somewhat concerningly, in uh, Travis Strikes Again, it's made clear that he is also a weird sex pest. And uh, there are there are now accusations floating around. Of uh, of John Riccatello having been a sex pest in real life, so hmm. uh, get the sense that Suda may have heard of things, but yeah, uh, yeah, the, it was it was a fun chance to uh, bring up that. Uh, oh, I should mention there is a point in multiple No More Heroes games where uh, Travis Touchdown beats the shit out of a guy named after John Riccatello. <laughs> 
Yeah, so it's uh, the the people that are really going to be the most fucked by this are people that already have a game that is like six months out or like a year out. You know, far enough into development, there is absolutely no way of changing course that doesn't involve essentially canceling the game and starting again, mm. or spending like a f- like an ungodly amount of time converting to another engine. Like those people are hosed, and it sucks. Um, and I, I just like even though I wanted to talk, uh, keep things short, and just talk about the direct and. The thing we we're going to talk about, I, I didn't want to just ignore that because it sucks. And yeah. we we generally do try to take time to talk about things in the industry that suck. And this um, one's pretty shit. Yeah, this one... Ugh. And more than likely, the thing that they were most uh, thinking that they were going for with this was, man, these gotcha games that use that run on Unity, they sure make a lot of money. We should be getting a piece of that. And it's like, fuck you, Jesus. And I'm not even, like, I'm not a lawyer. I'm just saying what it looks like to me. A lot of this this kind of change seems pretty illegal. Mm-hmm. Because it's changing the license after the fact. It involves removing... Uh, it, it involved them... Uh, removing a thing from their TOS that said, hey, if you're on an old version of Unity, you can just use the, like, you're bound by the license that existed when you were, uh, you know, when you released the game. And now they're saying, no, it's retroactive. Even if your game came out years ago, uh, we'll just be assessing fees going forward from 2024. And it's like, that doesn't seem legal. That se- it seems like there's probably something that makes that illegal. Uh, they're definitely going to piss off. Uh, as, as someone pointed out, there are like Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl were made in Unity. Like, I feel like companies like Nintendo and Microsoft are going to have words with them about this. Hearthstone was made in Unity. Yep, there are. There are a bunch of like very large companies that have a lot of incentives to not play ball with them. <laughs> uh, Were they thinking? And, uh, they're thinking okay. money, 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 money. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know you know. I was um, quoting AVGN. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, just just wanted to not let that pass by unremarked. Uh, Go play No More Heroes 3 and beat the shit out of Damon Riccatello. Um <laughs> I will after I finish 1 and 2. Really. They're fun. They are. But, uh, also, uh, by the time Travis Strikes Again came out, I believe uh, Riccatello was already at Unity, which retroactively explains a great deal about why uh, Travis Strikes Again immediately opened with and we're gonna be made in unreal and travis is wearing an unreal shirt (laughs) (laughs) like i i respect Uh. the degree to which suda was like absolutely not going to even pretend that he was doing this out of that he was not making choices out of spite uh but i mean (laughs) 
Uh, once bitten, twice shy. Uh, he he knew not to knew not to interact with that company uh, once uh, once Riccatello was on board. <laughs> but yeah, so that was. Oh, but don't worry. the The executive compensation packages are clearly very nice. Uh, they uh, he sold two thousand shares in the company, like three days before this news came out. That affected the share price in Unity. That seems mildly huh. actionable. Yep, but you'll have to we'll have to wait to see if the SEC does anything. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice to want things. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about something that's actually good and made in Unreal. Um, so there was one shining star. Something to wipe the... the taste of Final Fantasy 16 from your mouth. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is coming out in February of next year. Can't, cannot, and it looks fucking wait. <laughs> so good. Um, I I want to recount one thing that happened while I was watching. Uh, while I was watching the trailer, I just I was watching it with a friend, but I was shouting this at no one in particular. Uh, I was watching it. And just shouted, "Look at Ketchy! He sucks so fucking much. I love him. <laughs> He's like Ketchy is such a is such a barometer of how committed they are to the aesthetic of the original FF7 because he's no one's favorite character. His design is extremely silly, and it like." For years and years and years, people despised him. And, like, you know, it, it was just one of those characters people ignored as much as possible. And so, a barometer of how much they were committed to, like, the aesthetic choices of FF7 is how closely does he end up mirroring his original appearance? Because in... Because uh, we saw him briefly in 7 Remake. You can see the robot cat... Uh, like weeping as the as the plate falls in Midgar, but we hadn't seen the big Moogle doll. <laughs> we have now seen the big Moogle doll. We have seen the robot cat talking to people with its heinously thick fake Scottish accent. <laughs> and oh my God, I'm so happy. Uh, like I said, he sucks so fucking much. I love him. Uh, we saw the Gold Saucer, all of the mini games that you can play in uh, in Disc One Gold Saucer are there, uh, including stupid shit like the uh, the large polygonal fighting rock paper scissors that appears to have been made into something more than rock paper scissors, but now you're playing. You're playing as this giant HD version of Cloud's PS1 model? <laughs> and that owns? Um, they showed uh, Costa del Sol and Cloud riding around on a Segway. <laughs> so I'm like, I want a statue of Cloud on a Segway. Screw motorcycles. Yeah, I, would, I wish that had been. I wish that had been what was in the fucking 
limited edition. Give me the, give me Segway. Claude. Yeah. He's wearing, he's wearing like beach shorts and a t-shirt and on a Segway, <laughs> but he still has the Buster sword strapped to his back. Awesome. <laughs> and it's so fucking dumb, and I love it. Uh, I feel now at this point a hundred percent confident that when we see the boat, we are going to see Red Thirteen trying to stand up wearing a sailor suit because. They also showed Red 13 riding a chocobo. <laughs> and that looks ridiculous. It's so aesthetically loyal to the original. It feels like I respect that they've made it clear. No, there is nothing to apologize about the aesthetic choices of Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. No. Uh, two reasons. So if you want that collector's edition, be prepared to spend seven hundred dollars on eBay. I'm just calling it right oh, now. Oh yeah, that immediately it's, sold out. No, it's <laughs> a, it was available again at least of like an hour ago. Okay, that's good. Uh, that's good. I did not. I'm order. still like, still too Yeah, expensive. I don't. I don't have that kind of cash lying around. Uh, I got the I got the uh, soldier first class edition of the first one that got me clawed on a motorcycle. That's all I really needed. I don't need a giant Sephiroth statue. No, if they put out um, a Yuffie statue, I'll be in trouble. Oh, yeah. If they put out a Yuffie poncho, I want to wear the Moogle poncho. Oh, yes, that would be so cool. Oh, speaking of, we saw Yuffie and Vincent. Uh, they oh, they have the they have partner attacks now. So like, two characters who are fighting can have like special partner interactions, and they showed some like uh, Aerith uh, conjuring magic for Ketchy to throw. They showed uh, Barrett throwing Yuffie bodily at an enemy. <laughs> They showed Cloud and Sephiroth in the Nibelheim flashback doing essentially like the cross slash from Chrono Trigger. Uh, the, or X-Strike, I should say. Like, they, it, it, was, it was really cool. Uh, one of the things that's neat to see is that one of the things that people feared when they... Uh, the, I saw expressed a lot when they announced that it was only going to be three games... With the like seven remake only covered Nibelheim, how much are they going to have to cut to cover everything else? And the answer is, it looks like they cut basically nothing. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot like, in there, including yeah, the they, like, open world exploration. Yeah, they've made clear that there will be open world exploration. Uh, but the thing that uh, sticks out is they've they've also clarified where this one ends. The last location in this is the Forgotten Capital. Which is, for anyone who did or did not play the original FF7, that's where the big thing happens. And they are just, at this point, well, baiting us about whether... They are baiting us about Will whether they they'll do it again. Yeah. I love that they have created a situation where it will be a spoiler what happens in FF7 again. <laughs> Regardless of what they do, because it's impossible to like they they've planted enough hints either way. It could go either way. Mm -hmm. Uh but it looks so good. I can't wait one of the things I just keep thinking is I can't wait to hear the remixes of the Cosmo Canyon music because that's like oh, my fate yes. FF seven track. And but like Oh my god! It, it, like, it, like I said, it looks like they cut basically nothing, and that makes me so happy because I, I would have expect, accepted cuts because it's just like, but you know, they we saw things like the Midgar Zolum, uh, like 
there's there's chocobo there's different colored chocobos like we saw mountain chocobos uh so they've just they've put in chocobo breeding at least in some fashion uh like it looks oh my god it is it, i am living it is for me i am <laughs> i am so so happy at the things that i have seen uh they mentioned in the discussions around this that the uh, developers had been one of the things that was nice about you know splitting the game into parts is that they could respond to reactions to the original seven remake and one of the things that they heard was people saying that they wanted more characters in it and like so the you know they put in everyone see, seemingly everyone they could the only character we haven't actually seen yet is sid he would be from very late in the game because i mean he's in rocket town which is like right before you get to uh temple of the ancients and then that from there to like the forgotten uh capital so uh but you know i have no doubt that we'll see him because like we saw everyone else but you got to save some things for the end for when the game actually comes out yeah uh, but also, you know, in the original game, Sephiroth wasn't playable, per se. Like, in the Nibelheim flashback, you just saw uh, he, he was not controllable. And so they decided to, if we're going to do the Nibelheim flashback, we're going to just have, we're, we're just going to let you play as him. He's going to be in the party and you can play as him. And it's like, oh, that's really neat. And it's probably something that they partially did because people said they wanted more playable characters. Uh, but in, in general, one of the other things I'm really impressed by is, uh, this game's coming out less than four years after, uh, Seven Remake. It comes out in February of 2024. Seven Remake came out in, uh, April of 2020. Uh, they, like, as, as far as modern AAA games go, that is like a land speed record. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I assume they were comfortable with the engine after the first one and just knew where they wanted to go and took off and running. So that is, especially yeah. for Square Enix, that's incredibly impressive. Yeah. Uh, Seven you know, remake in development for? About five years. Oh, okay. Did, yeah. they, did they restart it at some point or something like that? They did, because it was originally contracted out largely to CyberConnect 2 instead of being developed internally. Okay. And then they had to... They, when they took it internally, they threw out a bunch of that work and started again. Uh, okay. But yeah, like one of, one of the things that is, you know, good and smart is that they didn't decide that, oh, it's on PS5 now. We need to completely re-engineer how things render so it'll be like the most uh, groundbreaking version. It's like, no, actually, we can just use this extra horsepower to widen the scope. Mm. We can just make the game the environment's bigger. We can do like open exploration and shit. So big is uh, on two fucking giant Blu-rays. Yeah, the PS5 Blu-rays can hold up to a hundred gigabytes each. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is this game's enormous. Uh, they've they've mentioned they're tr shooting for a hundred hours of content. Uh, they're saying that that's uh, that's a tooth like a two-thirds split of, like, compulsory content is one-third, side content is two-thirds. Uh, 
which I, I think is probably for the best, uh, just by virtue of like, if, like if you if you tried to make the majority of that game compulsory content, there just wouldn't like you would have to elongate it in ways that are not conducive to the story. Uh, it's uh, so you know just having a bunch of additional content that I can wander around the FF Seven world and find. Like I am all for that. Uh, but yeah, I, I appreciate like they, because the technology was in place, because the systems were in place, they could just make a game and they did, they just made a game <laughs> and that, that helped a lot, like wild how fast that they were able to make that happen. Um, that game looks so good. Um, <laughs> uh, Firewinder asked about the Tales of Arise expansion that we forgot to mention. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't finished Tales of Arise. I liked what I played. I wish I had it on deck, actually. Uh, yeah, it, it looks good. It's pretty nice on I mean, deck. Yeah. I, I'm tempted to pick up Intergrade on deck because it's currently down from $70. Uh, I, I feel like you already own it. I do, but I feel like if I tell you anything about how it runs on there, I'm not going to say hear anything. I hear fairly well. It runs great. And it's yeah. wonderful to have on there. <laughs> I should not tell yeah. you this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 40 bucks. I'll see if I can budget for it. But I also have to get the Pokemon DLC and some other stuff. So We'll see what I can manage. Uh, yeah, the problem is, if, if I were to buy the Steam version of FF7, then I'd probably want to wait for the Steam port of Rebirth. So, I can't. I, don't know. I am a slave yeah. to my yes, emotions. I know. <laughs> uh, like, that oh. that game, oh, the, the, like, it is impossible to describe how like childish and like heinously like. I, I tried watching the trailer again later, and the, I was honestly like disturbed at the physical sensation of how widely I was smiling involuntarily. <laughs> Okay. I was not prepared for that. Uh, it was. It was. Just I was I was very happy. Um, February yeah. gonna be a fun month. Yeah, we we actually have a pretty crowded beginning of the year. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess as as the sort of uh, kicker to that whole thing. Uh, we know now that Seven Remake has sold at least seven million copies. Uh, which, you know, uh, yeah, they were they were commenting about that on the official Twitter. They were like, hey, "It's all it's it's everything about it's all about Sevens today." But yeah, they confirmed that it has sold seven million copies. Uh, oh, I, I cannot wait, and it's nice to th realize that there's actually a pretty good chance that. FF7 remake as a trilogy is complete before 2030. Sweet. Which, uh, at one time, that seemed like it was probably impossible. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I am, uh, I am enthused. Uh, we, uh, I'll mention briefly that, uh, Square did just have, like, a pretty rough financial quarter. 
the their earnings reports say they're down like a fair bit from where they thought they would be. They weren't super like the the Bloomberg article I read wasn't super transparent about if they had said what it was, although that article seemed to think that it was that FF16 had underperformed. Hmm. Uh, less that the game sold badly, and more that it sold about as well as Final Fantasy usually does at launch. Hmm. And I think that it's more likely that, more than likely, that given how much the game was designed to capture, designed to get the kind of audience that plays modern AAA games, God of War, that sort of thing, they were expecting it to do something closer to those kinds of numbers. And it just sort of did Final Fantasy numbers, as Final Fantasy games tend to do. And uh, that so it's it's unlikely that the game sold particularly poorly, but it didn't do what they were hoping it would. Um, and that you know I don't want to I don't want to kick them when they're down, so I'll just say uh, I I hope they turn it around, but I also hope that I never play a game like Sixteen again. Uh, <laughs> I I did not like that game. Um, did you finish but, it? Yeah. I am not quite done. I am still pecking away at it and still not having fun. Uh, <laughs> I am I am past what is the consensus best part of the game. Uh, okay. People who like the game generally consider it to sort of start going downhill after the Titan fight. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so... But yeah, I hope that if that team does another FF, uh, another mainline FFF, that if that team does another mainline FF, that it plays nothing like 16. Um, let's see. But, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that it'll have a tail there doing DLC, so whatever. I can I can play the game that I like. FF7 Remake... Uh, FF7 Rebirth is a game laser-targeted at me, and that... It's just, it's just fun to see a game that looks like that isn't you know a non-stop joke fest but still is allowed to look that fucking silly sometimes mm. like uh, it's it's nice you, you need to be able to cut through the parts of the game where it's taking itself wildly seriously and have parts of it where it's like yeah this is silly let's go to the gold saucer Here's the fucking, like, here's Dio. Remember Dio from the Gold Saucer? He was the guy who runs the Gold Saucer and then, like, banishes you down to a fucking, like, desert prison colony. And then, upon proving that you were not, in fact, a group of mass murderers, apologizes by giving you a dune buggy. <laughs> also, we saw the dune buggy. It's a ridiculous six-wheeled machine. Sweet. And God, love it, fucking love it. Um, that reminds me, I finished a different Square Enix game this week. Which one? Triangle Strategy. Oh, you actually finished? Yes, yes. I awesome. bumped on the difficulty and just wanted to bump through the last few battles because they're take forever. Really hard, I'd imagine. Yes. <laughs> uh, and chose 
So there's obviously multiple routes near the end. So I chose the one that, yeah. no, this is the less obvious one to take. Like there's mm -hmm. one, there's one, I'm not going to, this is not really a spoiler, but yeah, you're trying to be vague. Yes. There's one that's like, wow, this is really awful. But there's <laughs> one that's like, this is the logical solution to what's going on. And then mm -hmm. there's the one that's basically fuck all this. <laughs> So I chose I that know. one. I don't How'd know. If go? You, I don't know if you know which one I'm referring to. I don't. Okay, so just... I'm gonna spoil it. If you don't want to hear anything, skip ahead like a few minutes. Uh, mm -hmm. So one of the options is basically we're gonna liberate the Roselle and just get mm. get the fuck out of this whole country and like try and go and find their their homeland. Mm -hmm. which I was just like, okay, this everything here is kind of fucked. I'm going to choose this one. And then um, go through that in a big final battle, and a major character appears to die. A very, very major character. And I'm like, okay, well, now we're going to get to the part where, you know, they, f they find them. And it's it's got to nice, be a fake out. It's nice, got to. Nice, happy ending. <laughs> And then it wasn't. You were fool! <laughs> and I was crushed. Apparently there is, like, a, a you know, as people sometimes call it, a golden ending, like yeah. a, a best ending that uh, has a reasonably happy resolution that yeah, might be um, easier to pursue on New Game Plus. Yeah, I'm probably going <laughs> to go for that. The, and probably also do the other one that's just, this is the logical solution, which hopefully I think also has a relatively happy-ish ending mm -hmm. um, but yeah for again let me just drive home the point of this is the game I said looked like a lighter tactics ogre <laughs> you fool just emotionally destroyed me <laughs> yeah that, that was a great little game and I'm glad that it seems like it found at least enough of an audience yeah it's, it was at least over a million I think yeah, and yeah, given given that it was a relatively smaller, lower budget game, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, it seems to have done at least as well as they were expecting it to. So, no, I highly recommend if anyone has not played Triangle Strategy, it's. Um, I feel like it's got a lot of st strategy to it, but it doesn't doesn't like wear you down with managing like switching character classes or equipment or anything like that a lot of that's a lot more straightforward so most most of your time is spent trying to figure out how to actually win battles it's a really smart move because like uh grognards really fucking love micromanaging their giant tactical rpg parties but like that's a really daunting thing to ask of people yeah. yes and the other nice thing about this is i i'm pretty sure basically every party member you can get is unique like no one has mm -hmm. the exact same set of skills mm -hmm. so it actually makes finding some of the the characters that you can get um a lot more interesting because they actually do different things and getting some of those like some of them have pretty wild abilities like one of the char random characters they got like makes a clone of themselves in battles that enemies <laughs> will go for just, 
it's really really good uh really good 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 story uh uneven yeah. voicing voice acting at times for whatever reason but the, the story is really good mm-hmm. uh, i would have probably had some limited voice direction probably had to do a lot of dubbing from home so but yeah what a what a <laughs> God, I'm still like every so often, like just bits of the FF7 Rebirth trailer just flash in my brain. Sorry. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I I feel that I need to go back and finally finish the uh, the Yuffie DLC, which mm-hmm. I haven't finished yet. Same. So it's, uh, it's one of those things. It's like I just don't turn on my PS5 enough. That's yeah, part of the same. reason I want to pick it up same. on on Steam so that I can just. Same. Although I bought it on Steam and I haven't done it on there although i also uninstalled it from my steam deck because managing giant installs on there is just a pain in the ass i will make sacrifices for ff7 (laughs) i'm prepared to make that sacrifice (laughs) (laughs) but what if he wants to you don't want to know what i'm willing to do (laughs) so the triangle spoilers are over yeah they should be yeah, I did. I took my headset off for a couple of minutes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 Yes. Yeah. You basically you basically came back just at exactly the right time. Yeah. You so. don't you don't want spoilers for this because I I I mean I talked about a character death but didn't even say who it is just in case. But and of course since it's a game like it is that character death is optional as well. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Wheels had some issues, uh, but he loved the game so. Yeah, not issues as in this is bad. Issues and is yeah. this caused me emotional trauma. <laughs> I regretted my choices. Yes, I did. And hey, I is didn't. it letting you? Is it letting you do the seven stars now? Yes. Can I watch you fail in the Mewtwo seven star? Nope, not gonna try. I'm leveling up my Mew. I'm not even okay. gonna try until I have a level hundred Mew. I'm okay. Gonna make zero attempts. So you no. Absolutely okay. not. Yeah, because um, I went in there with it with my level 100 Mewtwo from, you know, let's go Eevee with hyper trained stats and Shadow Ball and did not put a single dent in his health. Horrible, dreadful beast. Um, yeah, and he still knocked me out in like two or three hits. Okay, let's. Even though it was not very effective. It's not very effective. Is, yeah. Why is this so uh, interesting? I know. Like Seinfeld. What? It just sounded like you were saying it like Seinfeld. I was actually attempting to imitate George, the way that George. It wasn't the, very effective. The 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 way the the weird vocal cadence of the Pokemon Stadium games on N sixty four. It's not very effective. I've not played those in ages. That's fine, state of course. They're awful. (laughs) I wouldn't even say they're awful, but they're purposeless in the modern age. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah. God. What are the chances chances of Nintendo adding the original Pokemon games to the Game Boy app and then having that somehow be accessible to the N64 app so that... I think that's probably the biggest thing, staying their hand from doing it. It's that they haven't yeah. set that up yet. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, you can't do that, but on the 3DS, you could play the original games and then... Transfer them transfer to Sun and Moon. Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of cool. Which is interesting. Um, but required playing playing the original games. 
Mm-hmm. They're they're nostalgic. They're interesting. Yeah, um, I still want to. I still want to go back. I know this sounds dumb considering they have remakes, but I still want to go back and play. Like, I even got like a repro cart of uh, Pokemon Crystal. So I always want to go back mm-hmm. and play those because obviously I've talked about how I got burnt out after playing way too much. After catching them all. Yeah, after catching them all and never like picked up and played gold or silver or crystal. So I've always wanted to go and just play one of those. So I'm going to do that at some point. To replay gold because I had that one as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I want a furret in the new games. God damn it. Is, I just want a furret. Is Crystal the correct choice to play there, or should I get... Crystal's the correct one if you're going to play Gold and Silver. Okay. Yeah. Good. In general, the third version is the best one. The uh, fucking Yellow's kind of a weird outlier, yeah. because like in Japan, that wasn't the third version. It was just a special anime tie-in game. The third version was blue in Japan, and... Uh, in that context, uh, they turned blue into our red and blue by giving them the uh, encounter data of red and green. But yeah, uh, Crystal is the best version of Gen 2, Emerald's the best version of Gen 3, Platinum's the best version of Gen 4. Gotcha. But, uh... So Fireminer has a ton of questions in the Discord that all look really interesting, and I want to give them more thought when my brain is not just completely clouded over by FF7 Rebirth. Mm. Uh, so this is just essentially me making a promise. We're going to discuss these thoroughly next week. Uh, we're going to hit one quick one from the from the big doc to continue with our New Year's resolution. We're most of the way through the year. We're going to do this. We're going to solve it. We're going to manage it. Um... Uh, let's pull out. Uh, let's see. Hmm, there's a lot of interesting ones here. <laughs> Here's one. Uh, this one might only be interesting to me, but it's nice and quick. Isn't it weird that the biggest legacy of Dragon Age is just the shippers? Uh, I actually don't think that's terribly weird. Uh, I would say that that's actually also probably the biggest legacy of Mass Effect as well. <laughs> but yeah, right. uh, they're they're character driven games, and one of the ways that people get really invested in characters is like romance. So from that, it follows that you know you can you can coat Dragon Quest in all of the fucking medieval fantasy you want, but it's the characters that people are connecting with on a broader level. Same with Mass Effect. You can put in all of the like nods to hard sci-fi that you want, but it's the characters that people connect with. And so uh, no matter what aesthetic uh, surrounds them, people if people invest in the characters, they will start having strong opinions about how their personalities mesh with each other or with uh, individual players. Uh, do people care about Dragon Quest V more than four in Japan? Yes. <laughs> uh, it's almost an unfair comparison just because, as far as I can tell, DQ5 is 
it's like three and five are sort of the the big DQs in Japan. Um, Wild Tam yeah. has appeared. Hey Tam, we're actually just about to close out, but yeah. oh, okay. good to have you. I, I'm sorry, I just got in from work. Okay. Yeah, no issue. Just, just wanted to let you know, like, it's not a, it's nothing about trying to. It, we don't, we aren't doing that on purpose or anything. It's just how. No, no, I, I saw you guys were. Uh, I, I saw the conversation earlier saying it would probably be a short stream tonight. Okay, okay, but yeah, uh, but yeah, D DQ five, I think, is definitely uh, like three is the it's the one where Dragon Quest became a phenomenon. Five is the one with a story that every child who played it resonated with. And like people like four, I mean, it came between those two huge high watermarks, but it's also kind of overshadowed by those huge high watermarks. <laughs> so, yeah. It, four is not unloved by any stretch of the imagination, but I think five definitely gets more love in Japan. People really like eight. Yeah, especially in English, I would imagine people really like eight because it's like, oh, that was the first one that came here that got like the the grand treatment of them trying to make it a mm. big success again, and it was the first one that looked like a modern ass game when it came. Okay, uh, it's also the first one to be called Dragon Quest in the West, wasn't it? Yeah, Dragon yes. Quest rebranded from Dragon like Dragon Warrior Seven to Dragon Quest Eight. Okay, Eleven's also really good. Yeah, eleven kind of is just eight two. <laughs> yeah, in Nine's terms of so how it. Nine is I like awesome. Nine. You shush. <laughs> Dragon Quest Nine was also a it was also a big deal in Japan because it's it has a lot of callbacks to three. <laughs> true, true. I want a remaster nine. I'm kind of shocked that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. No, they're too uh, busy working on the ten offlines. 10 offline, 12, the HD 2D remake of 3 that has not appeared since like 2021 for some reason. Well, neither has that Match 3 game they teased that same day. I forgot about that, but that was that's a mobile game. That has even less excuse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's a Match 3 mobile game. That has no excuse. Yeah, there, yeah there's no universe where that should be taking multiple years to produce. Uh, I, I can't help but wonder if that maybe like came out in Japan without me noticing, or if it just got quietly cancelled. <laughs> uh, it's it's really weird. Well, unfortunately, um, COVID also happened in that time too. So yeah, but COVID had already had had was well underway by the time they announced it. So that was that's even weirder. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm I'm interested in whenever we get uh, DQ12. But yeah. Uh, final thoughts on state of play, man. I even let myself uh, like I even tried to like think. Well, it's just before TGS. Maybe they'll surprise us. They did not surprise us. <laughs> no. Uh, FF7 Rebirth was about the only thing worth getting super excited about. It's it's nice that Tales of Arise is getting an expansion. That feels like it was something that they legitimately a choice that they made after releasing the game. Uh, because. If they had been planning it before, it wouldn't have taken them like a year and a half, two years. Uh, and it is it is like a DLC expansion because the there's a note at the bottom of the trailer it requires Tales of Arise in order to play. <laughs> uh, I assume that's coming I to think the other I, platforms as well, right? Yeah, it is. 
I played about, I don't know, maybe two or three hours of Tales of Arise on Series X, and it looks and runs great on there, you know, it's X enhanced and all that, but I just, um, I think it was the combat that just didn't click with me, at least not yet. So, I, I don't know, I might have to play it. Oh, I, I, oh, oh, I like, okay. So, I, I like, oh god. Yeah, this, this, so I looked up the Dragon uh, Quest Catchy Catchy, which was the Match 3 game. Yeah. And, uh, let's see, the service for this game will start December 1st, 2021. The release date of this title is still to be determined, though it appears to have been at least quietly canceled for the rest of the world in May of 2020. Huh. Yeah, because there's been, been like, no yeah. news. No. Yeah, a bit of a shame. I'm not super surprised. Uh, that was always going to be kind of a hard sell. Uh, regardless. Yeah. But, uh, like, I... Yeah, so it did release in Japan December 1st of 2021. Mm -hmm. But I can't find anything, like, anywhere. Like, even if it's still active or not. Yeah, we should probably... We could probably ask uh, Platy, and he would probably have some sort of information about it. But it wouldn't surprise me if maybe it just... If it maybe underperformed in Japan, and if it, like, oh, a dragon... Apparently they did a crossover with near automata in july of this year huh. Huh, fair enough but so, yeah it may so, still be going but it's something that's just super quietly not being talked about yeah um so i just wanted to contextualize tales of arise came out uh literally just over two years ago so, uh not no not even two years ago yet it, it no, came out in november i thought nope september of 2021 according to every source i can find Oh, no, that's right. I finished it in September because I was streaming it. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, so it's one of those things like I, I fully believe that this new expansion was not something they had planned until after the game came out. <laughs> Just because, like, it, it's if they had been planning it before, it wouldn't have taken two years. But, uh, let's see. And I, and I will be all over that. Yeah, that'll be. I, I still like. I, I kind of wish that I had uh, had it in, on Steam so I could play it on the deck. But for now, maybe I'll see Steam. if I, I. No, I'm saying I wish I had it on Steam. Oh, oh, uh, oh. Yeah, like I, I have the PS5 version, and there's nothing wrong with that version. I just don't play the PS5 that often. I don't. It's not as comfortable for me. It's just playing on a portable. So I'm gonna keep an eye out and see if I can pick it up like they'll probably put it on sale in part because like the dlc is coming out and they want to get people to pick that up so i'll maybe see if that gets uh maybe see if i can pick that up but i'm also like going to be contemplating ff7 integrate on steam so we'll see what happens uh yeah I've, i have actually called dibs on the uh tales of arise dlc for uh streaming it that makes sense yeah that feels I correct figured. I, I figured, you know, add it into the, um, to my uh, playthrough of it. Because I, I actually mm. played it twice. Damn. Like, like from start to finish. <laughs> <laughs> in two in the same two months, because I was playing it for our stream channel, uh, for streaming it on twitch.tv slash rpgamer. And, uh, mm. and then I was all, and I was like so excited and really enjoying it so much. I, I was playing it offline at the same time separately. So I had two <laughs> different saves going of me playing it at the same time. 
Yeah, I didn't dislike what I had played. I enjoyed the first 10 or so hours. It's just, yeah, PS5's fault. So. It's, it, it's really good up until, like, the very last part of the game, where because it, it falls into the traditional tail slot. Yeah, of I was going to say, I know, I've played a Tales game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's the last, it's a, you know, final tail, you know, final dungeon tail slog with, and uh, like half the, mon uh, like half the monsters have like these ridiculously massive spongy health pools. Yeah, yeah, I've played a Tales game. Yeah. It's, it's, it's probably like but at least I will 60 say, hours before you reach that anyway. So, But I will <laughs> say, it was very nice that the last dungeon actually had story elements to it, unlike some of the other ones. <laughs> so uh, you're, it, so th it actually goes into a little bit more story as you know through the final dungeon, and it's not just <laughs> one big slot all the way to the last boss. So that was a nice breakup. That was a nice thing they did change. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick one from Fireminer in the chat. I've been, oh yeah, I've been playing Mega Man X Dive offline without the grinding. That game is pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I need to pick that up just because I'm very enthused at the notion of a company being like, well, we're taking the gotcha offline, but we're uh, like the, the freemium version offline, but we're selling like a version that just has the content and you can just play it. And it's like, oh, I like that. I like when companies do that. So I would hope that that becomes something more companies will consider doing at some point. Uh, because it yeah, keeps unfortunately, the... that means there's no more updates that will come with it. Yeah, but that's that's fine. There's probably a lot of. It seems like there's a lot of content in it anyway. So it's oh. it's way better than we took the game offline and no one can play it anymore. <laughs> but... Let's see. Uh... So yeah, uh, so that brings us to kind of the close here. Uh, I want to briefly uh, talk, uh, I want to briefly uh, bring up Princesses of the Pizza Parlor by Michael Yadimizu, Y-A-R-I-M-I-Z-U. Uh, if you enjoy the whim the, 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 the uh, capricious and whimsical adventures of people playing tabletop uh, RPGs together, if you have a uh, you know an adolescent to young teenage girl in your life that might enjoy that sort of thing, or if you just enjoy uh, the the joy of the kinds of uh, dynamics that form around tabletop uh, RPG parties, give Princesses of the Pizza Parlor a look. It's uh, quite cheap, and you know it's uh, it's 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 good to it's good to support uh, independent artists in any medium. Uh, so give that a look. Uh, once again, that's available on Amazon Kindle or Kindle Unlimited, uh, or in Dead Tree format if you enjoy your uh, physical books. So give that a look. Uh, Joe, tell us when we can, when and where we can watch your streams. Um, you can check out Twitch.tv/smokinjoegamer, all one word, and. Um, I like to stream Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday at night, so I tend to start around 8 o'clock. I tend to go for about an hour and a half, two hours or so. And this month is Sega-tember. So I did some Valkyria Chronicles. I did some um, Die Hard Arcade. I did two episodes of Genesis Shoot'em Ups, and then I just finished up two episodes of Saturn Shoot'em Ups. So in my... In some recent episodes, I did 
layer section one and two oh, yeah. and layer section was renamed galactic attack in the u.s it's the same game mm-hmm. um and then i played sokyo gorantai yeah sokyo gorantai I, I think i pronounced that correctly um some people call it soki yogurt and i don't blame them so that was that's a neat game um and then let's see what did i do after that soki yogurt yeah no i did not do radiant silver gun that but that may get its own episode at some point because that Uh, that deserves an episode it It really is it it's yeah really deserves it you could Um, maybe you could maybe do that and guardian heroes maybe treasure double header Yes, because I have um, I have the Xbox 360 version, which is a great version, and that runs on series. I think Joe might be cutting out again. <laughs> Don't. We're losing so. you. Ah, uh, oh, you're back. Uh, hello. Hello, you're back. Okay, sorry. So, no where did I where did I cut out? You cut out right as we were discussing. You said that you had the 360 version of Guardian Heroes. Okay, so I don't know if I can stream directly from console, or I might have to change my wires around and plug in my capture card, and then find a way to disable the HDCP. I so, think uh, I think that that's just playable on Series X. So. Yep. Yeah, it is. Okay. So I'll try to stream that then. Um, and yeah, in Radiant Silver Gun, I also have the 360 version of that. Yeah, you could do a treasure doubleheader. But uh, I, was, I was going to suggest something horrible to play. Uh, what is that? Not Shenmue. Oh, no, no, I was going to... Oh, it's something way worse than Shenmue. Oh, uh, I was I was going to say play Floygan Brothers. Pew says play Anthem. Uh, that's not a Sega game. Doesn't count. Yeah, uh, you're free Sega from Denver. that. <laughs> Unlike Floygan Brothers, which is. Okay. And then, um... Yeah, so... Oh, and then I did Thunder Force 5. Oh, and that is brutal. All the Thunder Force and Lightning oh, they're Force all are so all hard. brutal. Oh, God. So, I didn't realize that Lightning Force is... Yeah, Thunder Force 4. Yes, and so I bought the standalone version of that on Switch, the Sega Ages edition, mm-hmm. and still That's a really just, good version. I I put it on kids mode and still couldn't <laughs> beat it. Yeah, the techno soft shooters are wildly difficult. So, but so Thunder Force that, Five is the last one that people aren't embarrassed by, so that's that's good. <laughs> So then last night, I did two full hours of Persona 5 Strikers because Sega is the publisher of yeah. SMT and... They're, they're, they're the parent Persona company now. Yes, so it counts. So I, I just noticed that, that new game coming out on Switch, uh, Unicorn Overlord. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that earlier. That's an Atlas game, technically yes. also a Sega game. Sega game, game yeah. yeah. Wow, okay. Vanilla Wear, Atlas Publishing, but yeah, Sega. Yeah. <laughs> so then, um, yeah, so Persona 5 Strikers, I think I just cleared the second jail, because mm-hmm. I defeated the, it's the guy who, the author who, like, plagiarized his work yeah, or something. Yeah, that's the second one. Yeah. 
Okay, so I just that's cleared that, and it was fun. So yeah, that's just a really good game. <laughs> Definitely. So yeah, I don't know what I'm, what games I'm going to play for the rest of the month, but you know, it'll be a mix of Genesis, Saturn, Floyd maybe some Dreamcast games. Floyd and Brothers. Floyd and Brothers. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to. I'm yeah, I, yes. do, I do actually play uh, Shining Force. Flag and Brothers is something I'm trying to foist on you to make you suffer. Okay, uh, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna remember it, so I'm just not gonna try. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the fucking cover art in your fucking uh, Discord, and you will not be able to uh, escape how hideous it looks. Uh, okay. um, oh, one I'm, thing I will say, one thing I will say about Flag and Brothers uh, is that it was an early attempt at an episodic game. Uh, they did not make more than Floyd Brothers Episode 1. Uh, it's a very, very late Dreamcast game. And allegedly, when EGM back in the day gave it horrendous reviews, the fucking president of Visual Concepts, the developers, called them to yell at them. <laughs> <laughs> Electronic Gaming Monthly, are they still around? Uh, there is still technically a website associated with them. The magazine has not existed in years. Okay. Uh, I am dropping that Floygan Brothers box art into your Discord. You must live with this. All right. I will look at you, it. You must, you must gaze at this hideous box art. <laughs> so, on the rest of Sept so September is still Sega Timber until, you know, the 30th, 30 days past until September. <laughs> so, we'll see what I get around to playing. And then um, October is going to be my third annual. Spooky Hallow Stream. So that's where you get to see me play some Resident Evil and other spooky, scary games. Or some Fatal Frame. That'd be cool. Yeah. Death and, and, Death and Request 2. Yep. And um, maybe if I finish Little Nightmares 1, then I'll do Little Nightmares 2. That makes sense. And those, By the way, no offense, game... I am not watching. I'm not going to watch like most of those streams. I'm sorry. No, it's <laughs> it's like... Little nightmares actually gives me nightmares. It's it's <laughs> atrocious. It's the scariest game I've ever played, and I think two is probably worse. And they're making just a three. The, they are, and it's going to have online co-op, but not couch co-op. I guess is what I heard. Which is Smithworth Wheels? Yeah. Okay. So, anywho, um, so that's the plan for October. And, and if you miss the if you miss the streams, you can catch them on the archives on YouTube. I do archive most of them, unless uh, if there if are major technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, then I it's like no, like so. If I ever come on my Discord server and I'm like, oh, that was a shit show, then you're never gonna see that one again. <laughs> yeah, I figure whenever I see that, whenever I see you finish a stream with, well, that didn't go well, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm probably not gonna be able to find that in the archives. No, no. So. Okay. Like you're murdering all these beats. Um, but, he knows yeah. what he does. Uh, he does, he does. Um, uh, I was going to say, Tam, tell us about RP Gamers streams. So you can catch me, uh, the Mighty Tam, along with several other staff members of the uh, RPGamer.com at twitch.tv slash RPGamer. Uh, we do have streams pretty much seven days a week, um, barring either uh, scheduling conflicts with people being on vacations or uh, injuries, because unfortunately one of our... Oof. Yeah, um, unfortunately we have word that one of our streamers uh, injured their wrist. 
Yeah, that'll make streaming kind of a problem. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, rip pause, uh, so no, 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 uh, pause for breakfast, uh, for a little while, because... Get well soon, boss. Yes, our, our glorious boss, so, <laughs> um, but, uh, do you still have me, uh, Hair Frog, uh, Spare Ombre is back from vacation, so he'll be, awesome. uh, doing his dungeon crawling on Saturdays. Uh, we've also had some schedule changes. Uh, Hair Frog is now doing Tuesdays and Fridays instead of mm -hmm. Tuesdays and Thursdays and Sundays. Mm -hmm. uh, he's still doing Sundays, but uh, he yeah. moved his Thursdays to Fridays. So, but uh, and we and we and you'll never see two games the the same game twice at the same time because uh, we all actually all play different games uh, for a there's, period of time. So there's, there's always. Yeah, there's there's bound to be someone who's streaming something you're into, or if not, just stop by and check it out. Um, I've actually had a few people catch a couple of the games I've played that are, um, as an example, Death and Request Two, mm -hmm. and oh, there was another one I was playing that uh, someone's like, "Hey, that looks really interesting. I slept on that," and they went and bought it and gave it a try, and was like, "I really enjoyed that." Um, so, yeah. in fact, that person has picked up three games that he's he's seen me play. So, um, and has enjoyed them. So, yeah, <laughs> come check them out. And just because you may not be interested in the game we play, um, or you know, from the sounds of it, just check yeah, it out. Give it a look. You give it a look because you it might be something worth checking out instead. Because <laughs> so uh, right now I'm playing Atelier Iris Two as my main game, and then Are I have been... Destiny or. Yeah, as off of Destiny. I'm actually in the last chapter, next to last chapter. And I assume you'll be jumping straight to like Grand Phantasm or whatever the third one's called. Um, actually, I I may jump in because unfortunately it's the same sound. Oh, I, I may be jumping into Artonelico two again. <laughs> I love Art. I love that game. I I love Artonelico. So I've already played the first one, and I've, and uh, streams are available. But uh, unfortunately, mm -hmm. I want something I can play pretty quickly because of that DLC for Tales of Arise. Yeah, you want to make sure that like you're not crashing into the Tales of Arise or having to set this thing aside. So that makes sense. Yeah, and then I'm also playing uh, Mary Skelter 2, and then also uh, Super Robot Wars OG 2. Oh, I love OG 2. Not that OG 2. Uh, in what sense? I'm playing PS3 OG 2. Oh, second OG then. I love second OG. <laughs> okay. I'm so lost. Yeah, I figured when I said, well, it's technically Original Generations 2. I mean, that is the actual title. Yeah. But the, it's, the, the difference is the S on the end of Generation. Yeah, the, the, the way to... The way fans usually do it is that they just sort of put the number beforehand if it's second OG. Ah. But... Uh, yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, Fireminer, I can't get Moon Dwellers to work on my PC. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Uh, I own it. I actually own the PC. Like, yeah, I PS3. assume you do. I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I do own the actual physical copy of uh, the PS3 version, but I'm for actually, I have two copies somewhere. I don't know where one of them is, but... Yeah, um, I have a PS4 copy of Moon Dwellers. Or, or is it the PS? I have a version of. I have two versions of it somewhere, mm -hmm. but unfortunately, I I can't get it to work on my PC emulated. So, mm -hmm. so but yeah, yeah second, just... second OG does a bunch of the Masokishin plot. That's it's pretty neat. 
So, but yeah, so check us out. Uh, um, in fact, our next stream should be tomorrow morning with Hair Frog, um, unless I get on and do an earlier one to make up for pause being out. <sighs> there will be plenty. There will be plenty to see, regardless. Yes, and we do, and uh, we have a lot of stuff in the uh, saved in collections as well. So you, um, we did do a massive purge of some of the half-finished games from the collection. But if, but if you want to see like a game that goes from start to finish, you can probably find it in the collection. Yep. Which is where my Tales of Arise playthrough is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, as for. Uh, this very podcast, you can ask us questions. Uh, we, we were light on questions this week because there was a lot of news to cover and we're tired. But we will be back in the saddle next week. Uh, we've got a bunch of questions from Fireminer that look very interesting that we're very excited to get to. Uh, if you want to join Dear Friend Fireminer in asking us questions, you can do so by either catching us when we stream, which is uh, Thursday nights around 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern, or uh, on at twitch.tv slash askwheels. It's not always streamed on the RP Gamer stream, uh, but, you know, at least some of the time. But if you want to make sure to catch it, you would follow Ask Wheels on Twitch. Uh, but you can ask us questions in the chat if you catch us there, like Dear Friend Fireminer. Uh, you can ask us... Uh, can ask uh, questions via the Discord. If you go to rpgamer.com and go into the community tab, you can get an invite to the Discord. Uh, it's a lovely community, whether you want to ask us questions or not, but we always appreciate seeing questions in the com uh, in the podcast section. My brain is fried. I almost said combat section. That would have been a problem. Ow. <laughs> there is no combat section of the RP Gamer Discord, to my knowledge. There, um, there is not. <laughs> there shouldn't be. So if you guys know. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. There's, there's well, should only the first rule of RP Gamer Fight Club. Wheels only <laughs> interacts in the RP Gamer Discord in a PvP capacity for some goddamn reason. Sure. Uh, Going forward, but... RP Gamer should be represented by just a GIF of Cloud on a Segway. God, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> because I'll get, I'll get on that subject again, and then I won't be able to stop. Um... But yeah, uh, you can ask us questions there, or you can ask us questions in the comments section underneath this very episode. I checked back through the last five episodes. We haven't missed any, thankfully. But you know, some people like to leave comments for questions. We always are happy to see them. So uh, leave questions whatever way you want. You can also ask us questions if you have uh, Mastodon, Threads, or Blue Sky, or co-host. Any of those, you can contact me or Wheels through whichever ones of those we have. I know Wheels has a Threads that he maintains for that purpose. Yes, Threads, uh, threads, is, threads is only for like going live notifications and stuff. I will actually interact with you on Mastodon and Blue Sky. I yeah, likely but, not respond on Threads. Yeah, I'm Mastodon. Yeah, I've uh, I am I'm, I'm not as prone to checking Mastodon as I should be. I'm at there. I'm there as I think I think I went with the FBM. That makes sense. That's what I usually do nowadays. Uh, let me check. Whoops, that's Blue Sky, not Mastodon. Yeah. Uh, no, okay. No, I was at Fanboy Master on Mastodon dot social. Uh, on Blue Sky, I am. 
me see what I actually named myself again. Uh, FamilyMaster.bsky.social. Uh, I interact on those. I, I interact on Blue Sky a fair bit. Uh, less so on Mastodon, but I'll still check it every so often. And I'm uh, FamilyMaster on co-host. I'll sometimes uh, natter on longer there. But yeah, so you can contact us there that way. Wheels, I believe, is Ask Wheels on Mastodon and Blue Sky. Yep. Uh, and the vibe, the vibes have been good on those so far, so that's been nice. Uh, but yeah, if you just want to ask us questions directly, you can at us there, and we'll yeah. uh, respond. Uh, people sending me questions on Mastodon will get special priority. <laughs> Wheels will Wheels will send you uh, Wheels will uh, make clear that he he loves you most if you ask his question on Mastodon, Mastodon. But uh, yeah, so yeah, you can ask his questions that way. Uh, otherwise, I think that draws us to a close. So in conclusion, uh, thank God for that fucking cat riding a Moogle, yes. and the Space Cowboys. See ya. Ah. Are we clear? Hold. I believe we're clear. Oh. Hold. Uh, hold on. <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how to mute Discord. Still hear you on Discord, but mute it on the thingy. And I gotta do my outro music. Don't. Hold, please. All right. Be continued. Oh, are you, like, completely ending? Yes, I'm ending the stream, so I gotta do my outro music. Because I like to do that. You're like done, done wheels. Yeah. You have a good night, man. You too. Good night.